So, yeah, it's all about Deadpool. Uh, Wade, uh, Winston, Wilson, the Merc with a Mouth, the regenerating degenerate. We're going to be talking about the film in spoilerific detail. I say we, myself and the wife, Tiffany B. Um, but before then, let's listen to some 8-bit music, shall we? Today is Deadpool. That's what we're going to be talking about. Just quickly, um, what do you think of the theme music? The uh, oh, I didn't really hear it then. Did you not? But I have heard it before. I think you did give me a number of options. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Nice and. Uh, is it the kind of old schooly? Yeah. Eight bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know which one. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Good. Do you like it? I love it. It's oh, you love it. I love it. I love it. It's from a video game called Battle Squadron, which is uh, an old Amiga game that I had when I was younger. Um, and I remember not being particularly good at it, but that theme music really uh, lodged itself in the old mind grapes. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I've loved it ever since. Well, I'm pleased for you. There we go. So Deadpool, um, we we went to see it, didn't we? Yes, we did, yesterday. We went to see it yesterday, February 13th. Not on Valentine's Day. Not on Valentine's Day. We would never sully the incredible... Why did we not? Um, just to see it early, I think. I was really... Oh, right. I was very keen on seeing it. Um, mm. Everything that I had seen about it had made me very excited. From um, the earliest... There was a, a, a kind of a test footage leaked mm. thing that I think I showed it's yeah. like it was like an extended version of the bit where he drops into the car at yeah. the beginning yeah. and beats everybody up yeah. um, and there was a bit where the, the window opened as it does in the film and he's, he holds a guy's head off head up that he's cut the head off and stuff there were little oh, changes okay. to it but there were yeah. a lot of similarities as well mm. um, yeah so from I mean as, as with any there's probably will be said in the uh, description this is going to be spoilerific yeah so it will be yeah we'll be diving into spoilers not that there's a huge I don't know it doesn't seem like the kind of film that you need to worry about spoiling things too much there's not great revelations there are no twists I think it's safe to say Um, but yeah ever since that and then any trailers any footage any uh, I mentioned it a little bit in the, the gold silver bronze from the last podcast, but um, all of the kind of advertising bits mm. and all of the promotional bits that have, that haven't been footage, they've just been something different. Mm, yeah. And obviously it's, it's something that you can kind of do more with this film than you can with other films because of the nature of Deadpool, that he, you know, he does break the fourth wall and he's, you know... Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. He can reference the fact that he's got a film and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I really like that that they did that that they tried to do different things with it and they you know yeah um, it was quite interesting yeah. like different yeah something a bit different 
I think. Because ev- every big film has, you know, is a teaser, so and then crazy. there's a tra- there's like two or three yeah. trailers, and some TV spots, and then poster. And then they have and that thing, that <laughs> noise, and then one shot of something going wrong, and then another one. Every film has that. Yeah. The, the like, Inception bombs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing will be the same again. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, so this one did something completely different and I, I doffed my cap to it. Yeah. Very much so. Um, obviously, I mean, I don't want to go too much into the, the history of Deadpool because I'm not, I, in terms of the comics, I've never, even though I, I am a, an aficionado generally, of comic bookery, um, I've never really gotten into Deadpool that much. Have you tried to? No, not really. So that's oh, right. yeah. So it's not, so it's not tried... like you didn't like it. It's that no, you just haven't like tried it. Yeah, I've never kind of um, yeah, kind of actually delved in and, and bought one. But I've seen bits and pieces of him. Obviously, you know, you kind of absorb a certain amount of information just through cultural osmosis, hmm. I suppose. Um, and so knew a little bit um, about him. He was created by, interesting enough, and somebody who who was thanked in the credits in an interesting way that I can't remember, which is bad. Um, There's a guy called Rob Liefeld, who is a comic book writer and artist, uh, who's primarily he's biggest in the '90s, mm. and he fit very much in with the '90s. <clears throat> I feel like he's never really left the '90s. He's um. Uh, he's widely um, lauded as, um, a, in many ways, a terrible comic book artist. Oh. Um, he draws everything incredibly over the top, which can work. There are a lot of artists that, that do that and do it very, very well. But he is, like, there are certain things. There's, there's a whole, there's an amazing, an amazing um, uh, blog post that I kept bookmarked for a few years Um and just revisited every now and again because it was an amazing deconstruction of why he's such a bad artist. Like, so many things, like, um, uh, in terms of proportions of people's body, like, basic anatomy. He hates drawing feet, so if there's anything that he can put in front... Oh, I think you showed me this. Yeah, anything that he can put in front of a foot, that he will do it. Everybody has the same haircut. Everybody has massive arms and massive chests and pouches inexplicable pouches everywhere the women pouches yeah like just a, a like a kind of a pouch that you might, bag kind of but that you know you a might put like I don't know I, I imagine that the logic behind it is that it's for ammunition or a grenade or something um, you know sometimes people have like a be- like oh, kind of a Batman thing right right but there's pouches everywhere that, oh. for, for no reason um, he'll draw like big guns that bend because of how he's uh, and then the the best one um is that he's drawn a um uh a guy running um and then it's clear and the guy's like holding a gun but it's clear that he drew the guy and forgot that he was supposed to be holding a gun so yeah. rather than redraw his hand holding a gun he's just drawn a gun behind his hand and it looks absurd and shoddy and awful um, and yet he was one of the biggest artists um, in the world in the 90s oh. because it, that was kind of what it was about. It wasn't really about the storyline so much. It Maybe was... he was just worked very hard and then he didn't have time for that. 
I don't know. You like to see the best in everyone, and I, I respect that greatly about you, but I think in this instance you're wrong. Okay. I think, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, just bad. Just, mm. yeah, in, in the very basic kind of comic book, well, just in the basic art things, of like how people's bodies look and, yeah. you know, having backgrounds and, I don't know, everything just looks exactly the same. So he created the way that Deadpool looks? Well, or... he create, he co-created Deadpool. I don't think he necessarily, because it was him and a guy called Fabian Nicienza um, who created him. And so I think he, yeah, they, they kind of get co-created credit. So I don't, he probably would have had some input into how he looked. But, um, yeah. And potentially the story as well. Then. Yeah, so probably more in terms of who he is. Um, which isn't necessarily, which says a lot, I think, because it isn't necessarily the most interesting thing about him, like who he is. It's just, you know, mm. the, the kind of character that he's turned into. Because he wasn't as, you know, he wasn't the character that, he wasn't the film at least. Mm. And the, the character that is in the comics now, when he was first created, he was a bit more kind of standard, you know, just a mercenary and killing oh, people okay. and swords and guns and whatnot. Oh, okay. Um, and this isn't the first time he's been in a film. He was in that X-Men one. He was in the other X-Men one, yeah. Played by Ryan Reynolds. Played by Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Um, who, when he was Wade Wilson, was perfect. Amazing at the beginning. Really good guy. And then they inexplicably, as they poked fun of in the film, which is great, turned him into... They sewed his mouth up, made it so he didn't have a mouth, when he's a character who's very famous for talking Talk. shit all the time, which is absolutely inexplicable. And they gave him big, long blades in his arms, oh, and yeah. it just... just so it's just completely different completely character, different. really. Yeah. So why, why bother doing it, then? Yeah, I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with creative licence, but... With this character, sewing mm. his mouth up seems a bit stupid. Yeah. It's, it's like, like with Wolverine taking away his claws. Claws or something, yeah. Being like, yeah, but he's, yeah, he's got different. something else now. Ooh, like, hey. yeah, but, so he's not Wolverine then, yeah. so now he's just a guy. Yeah. But or yeah. Like, I don't know, like casting Tom Selleck in a role and saying, do you mind just shaving the moustache? It's like, what's the point in casting Tom Selleck then? Yeah, that's true. Although <laughs> I've, I've seen him without a moustache and he's fucked. He's a fun guy with that moustache. Fine, oh, not right. fun. He's really fun, actually. You take away that moustache. And let's tell you what, nobody parties like Tom. Tom is, oh, he's got yes. some good coke. Um, so, yeah, so they had that to work against. And it's weird, because technically, I suppose, this is in the same continuity. Although it isn't really, because they have no, Colossus in so. this. Yeah. And they have Colossus in the other ones, and the other ones he isn't. Russian and this one he is Russian um, yeah I felt I mean I don't really know enough about it but I did yeah I just felt like they were kind of like this is separate thing. like yeah but good in that it's still set in the same kind of yeah kind of the same universe but I like feel like it thing. was a bit weird really actually interesting him having this kind of X-Men relationship yeah because I don't know. I don't know what it really brought to the film. Yeah, I, I kind of... I, I feel like it's good to kind of give him a foil. Good to yeah. give him someone to work off. And I think those are two yeah. characters that it was good to work off. The kid, because she's obviously very kind of snarky and, and sulky and teeny. Yeah. And so that's a fun thing for him to work off. And then Colossus, who is a good choice 
because he's he's very much very kind of steadfast and heroic and like he's a good simple russian farm boy who's you know just happens to turn into metal um as you do you know as happens to us all (laughs) happens to us all we've all had we've all had our moments we've all had a few um yeah so i think they were good for him to work off but yeah i i thought it was weird that they that they set it up like he'd had some kind of relationship with them before and yet when they then told the story it was like well he's just become Deadpool so how does that make sense no no uh, he hasn't just become Deadpool because he says doesn't he I've been waiting at the beginning of the film he says I've been waiting one year twelve days or whatever and four minutes for this uh, yeah. so there's obviously some period of time in passed. the time when he's yeah waiting. working his way up the yeah. food chain I suppose yeah yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes so they sense. must have reached out to him then. Yeah, reached out to him like it's like. Well, I suppose it was like a job thing. Connected him on LinkedIn. Yeah, like oh hi, you might have some skills that we're interested in. <laughs> Professor X wants to link on. Uh, but do you know what I think they should have done then? Fine, if they want the the X men, and yeah, you're right, they're probably mm. quite good choices. But, I mean, he references it, doesn't he? He says, yeah. like, oh, it's almost like they couldn't afford yeah. like this massive house and only you two. But I think, you know, you don't necessarily have to have Wolverine there. Yeah. You don't have to pay... For, but there could have been people there. Yeah. You know, like, walking around. Because most of them, being mutants, generally just look like people. Yeah. So they could have just had other people there. Yeah. It, it was... did just feel like we've just paid for this set. Like, yeah. and when we we haven't got any people there, and it's funny for the reference, but equally it just feels like I don't know something not hundred percent. And it is weird because right it the film's made by Fox, who yeah. are the same studio that have the rights to all the X Men characters. Oh, so they could have had. So they could have had there. them all in. Yeah. Or everyone. Yeah. yeah, I get. I yeah, I imagine that was just done deliberately for the joke. Yeah, but then I I don't know. I mean, it, they could have still had the same joke, but had non-famous people there. Mm. And they could that have still could have had, been, like, that yeah. same kind of, oh. And they could have gone down a, a list, like, a row of, like, all of these mutants that they've just made up. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's all the famous X-Men. Yeah. Like, Blob Guy. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, then they don't, I don't know. That would have been funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice little bit. Well done. Thanks. We should have, we should have write to them. Say, hey, guys. Great film, but here's what you should have done differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I feel like I've taken you away from your talking points. No, no, no. I mean, I didn't really have a lot of uh, talking points, to be honest. I, um, yeah, so then this, this film comes along, and what did you think overall? I re- Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very good. Um, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Very silly. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess quite refreshing really because as much as you you as in people generally like the superhero films Mm -hmm. you know and the the tropes of that Mm -hmm. um it is nice to kind of have that poked fun at almost Mm. because it i mean they are ridiculous films they Mm -hmm. are you know fantasy complete fantasy they often have you know very convenient things happening and Mm -hmm. very inexplicable things happening and Mm -hmm. you know and so it's easy I think to to make fun of it and to make fun of himself and I think that's the good thing is that he's making fun of himself as a person yeah rather than making fun of like Thor for example Mm. or whoever um yeah 
So I thought it was funny. It was good. And um, I mean, he plays that character very well. Very, very well. Yeah. Like, I feel like he kind of might be that character in real life. <laughs> like, not that character, but, you know, the cheeky chappy talks yeah. a lot, talk, 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 kind of that yeah. type of thing. Mm. So he does I that very well. I feel like it comes well. to him very easily. Yeah. Because he's, he's been very... Because obviously, yeah, he played the version... He played Wade Wilson, at least, yeah. in the, the Wolverine film. Um, and he's been, yeah, kind of working to make this film happen for quite a long time, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he was one of the producers oh, yeah. uh, of this. Um, and I think, yeah, he's, he's been, yeah, working very hard to make sure that not only it, that a film of Deadpool is made, but that it's the right film. Yeah. And that it's a film that is rated R and that does have all of the, the kind of yeah. things that people want from... Well, the fans of Deadpool want from a Deadpool film. Yeah, I and I do. Yeah, well. I think that being rated R and the the fact that it was a little bit more gory mm-hmm. and a very much more sweary and mm-hmm. you know sex kind of thrown yeah. in. Although it wasn't particularly explicit, like sexually. No, no. but there, there was no a lot boobs. of references. No boobs. No, no boobs. There um, was a, there was a hand bra there was his moment. Bum. There was his bum. Yeah, he, he was nude. Yeah, he was from nude behind. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I think that was good because it fit with the film. Like, mm. if you tried to water it down, it would be a bit weird. Yeah, like there was a um, uh, some kid did a, a peti- started a petition um, saying that he wanted a, a PG thirteen version of it because he really loved Deadpool uh, and he wouldn't get to see it otherwise. And they were like, "No, <laughs> we're not yeah. going. No, we're not going to do it." Yeah, I think sometimes it's like you can't please everyone. No, so just do something really good for a very mm. specific audience yeah which is good yeah and I'm really I'm yeah very pleased that they yeah that they kind of had the um I don't want to say courage because it's a movie studio I mean who gives a shit but like you know that they said yep we're gonna make it you know it's gonna be for adults we're gonna say that this large proportion of people who you know are the bread and butter probably for normal superhero films for the mm. you know the people that that made avengers gross over you know a billion dollars and iron man 3 and all of these kind of films gross mm. so much money and we're going to consciously cut them out, cut them out yeah. because we want to make this kind of film and i yeah. think that's a yeah that's a thing that um doesn't happen enough these days and um i think it's yeah very good that that has happened and very good as well that not only have they had the courage to do that, but then they have been uh, rewarded um, for doing that. Great because, opening weekend. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, this is a, from an article from IGN um, by Alex Osborne. Um, Deadpool continued its box office dominance all weekend long, coming in first with an estimated one hundred and thirty-five million dollars. The movie had the biggest opening day ever for an R-rated film as well. 20th Century Fox's new comic book film set a record high for both President's Day weekend and the month of February, eclipsing Fifty Shades of Grey's previous leading debut of 85.2 million, which is always good. Anything to um, mm-hmm. uh, disrupt that. On top of that, Deadpool's opening weekend now stands as the biggest ever for an R-rated film, outpacing The Matrix Reloaded's 91.8 million dollars debut. Why is that rated R? I don't know. I don't think there's any blood in that. Must be. Some kind of certainly no swearing. That's the stupid thing, isn't it? Mm, it doesn't necessarily follow logic. No. 
Uh, and Deadpool earned an additional $125 million dues overseas, bringing its total global opening to a massive $260 million. So what what that means, hopefully, then, is that it's you know that that's a a gamble that hopefully more studios will take because it's it's the whole thing with superhero films, like you say, you know, that they're a very big thing um, at the moment. They have been for quite a while. Mm. Um, and so the important thing is to make sure that it doesn't get stale when, you know, already over the next few years that's already been booked out as like another 15 or so superhero films or something yeah. ridiculous. I think there's very real danger of that. Yeah, there is, but what's important is to try and make sure that each one's something different, that you're not yeah. just kind of rehashing what's gone before. Oh, yeah. I think Marvel are doing that quite well in terms of the films that are, you know, the Marvel, the Avengers-y Marvel Studios film. Mm. Um, not so much with the sequels. I kind of feel mm. like they've dropped the ball a couple of times with them. Like Thor 2 wasn't great. Iron Man 2 wasn't particularly good. Um, but on the whole, they're, they're trying to do different things and it's not just yeah. the... You know, not just retelling the same story, which isn't easy because, you know, looking back to the source material and the actual comics and when they when these characters first started, a lot of the origin stories are fairly similar. Yeah. Um, because they're all just superheroes. And, it's, you know, this is a new superhero and, you know, what's important is the new power and the new costume much more than, yeah, but what's the what's his motivation as a... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having... I don't know, I'm uh, having Captain America 2 be more of like a political kind of thriller thing where it's all, you know, a, a little bit less superheroic and a little bit more t- dealing with governments and all of this kind of stuff. Having Ant-Man be more of a heist movie yeah. um, than a, you know, straight up superhero film. Um, and then having something like this, I mean, which is obviously not necessarily Marvel Studios, but again, it's something different in that it's a more violent, more sweary kind of yeah, um, something superhero. Different. So it's yeah, it's something different that, that we haven't really seen before, and I think it benefits a lot from that. That it does, like I say, it's it feels very, very refreshing. Yeah, like ah, this is this is really nice. This is really fun. I haven't seen this film before. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, very very cool. And yeah, he's yeah, he is very good in it. Yeah, he's very very good. It, he really kind of gets the. The, the tone of it you sense it he's having a lot of fun with it yeah which is always fun to watch I think yeah watching somebody do something that they're clearly enjoying yeah it's like when you watch a big kind of you know Sheriff of Nottingham bad guy or you know um, Hans Gruber or you know yeah Lex Luthor with somebody who's like really hamming it up or whatever um, yeah it's always fun to watch he definitely is yeah um, I thought the uh, Morina Marina Baccarin, the woman, oh, yeah. the lady. I've seen her before, haven't I? Yes, you have. She is. Um, she's in Firefly series and Serenity. She's uh, uh, in that. Yes. She's like the kind of courtesan, yes, kind of whore, but like now. they're not really whores. Yeah. Um, and then she's also probably what you recognise her more from oh. is she is uh, Jim Gordon's uh, fancy lady in Gotham, where oh, she plays yeah. the lady doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's yeah, in that as well. I thought she was good. Mm. Um, yeah, I liked her. I thought she was believable, mm. and yeah, I thought she was. She good. didn't have a lot to do. She was. She was. I didn't have a lot of negative points about the film, but she was oh, one so of them. Not necessarily in terms of what she did, because I think she is good. Yeah. <clears throat> but what she was given to do. Um, yeah. Like very good, very really believable in the film. beginning. Mm. when it's like her the love yeah. story part of it I thought was really nice and really interestingly done with the kind of 
sex scenes throughout the year. I thought that was a fun way of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then when he gets diagnosed with cancer and she's very, like, kind of takes control and that's that's a very kind of attractive quality in, in a character. Um, but then, yeah, once it, like, towards the end, she was very much a damsel. And I kind of, mm, I kind of feel like it's, yeah. I blame you oh. in some ways for um, turning me into such a bloody feminist um, in that when something when there's a character like that in a film now hmm. it does it jars with me <laughs> um, sorry well apology may be accepted but um yeah i, I don't know i just uh, and i guess with this it's, it's different because she is a you know just a normal human in a world of kind of mutants yeah and so there's not a huge amount that she could have done and there are certain bits that she does in the in the final yeah battle but i don't know i, I kind of I, mean, I think it's tricky because in this scenario, yeah, I don't think she was massively helpless. Like, she has her moment, doesn't yeah. she? And she takes that chance. Yeah. So that's good. She's not fully like, Gets oh, just help me. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, she, un, you know, cuts herself out of the thing and whatever. Stabs the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's good. But like you say given that she's not a mutant, it could have been his friend, you know, from the bar. Yeah. And yeah. it would have been the same difference because mm. it's like, you can try, but this really isn't your fight. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I personally don't have a massive issue with it because, mm. um, yeah, because I don't think you could have realistically written in her doing anything mm. really. Yeah. It, like massively impactful. Yeah. I think it's good that they did write in. She actually did, do yeah. something she tried mm. and she was you know semi-successful yeah um yeah and she's not as she doesn't seem like a damsel really no like she when she first gets that. captured and they take the tape off her mouth she's i can't remember what she says but yeah. she's kind of slinging some shit yeah exactly What's name? yeah so yeah but um, yeah i know what you mean but um i just don't know how they would have fixed that yeah but then I, I guess thinking about it in a, and kind of getting onto one of my favourite things about it, and it's mm. something that we talked about straight afterwards, was what a simple story it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, very simple. Yeah, because it's just guy who's a bad guy meets a girl who's also a bad girl, and then through their love they kind of, you know, become happier, become, you know, kind of better people mm. arguably then he gets cancer he tries to cure the cancer but that turns him into a monster so he kind of shies away but then using his powers as a monster he takes revenge on the guy who put it, made too. him that way yeah and then that's it really that's pretty much it yeah the whole story is just about him getting revenge yeah. on a guy who did that to him mm. um yeah yeah, it is very simple, and I do think it benefits from that mm. because it also gives the room, uh, the film room to breathe. You know, room mm. room to develop that character and yeah. to show it and have fun with it. Mm. Like, there's not so much going on, and now we've got this. You know, like I can imagine with some of the films, it's like, okay, this scene we have to do this, and we have to get yeah. this across, and this has to smash, and this has to do this, and yeah. you need to fight him. And now in this scene. You know, there's mm. so much going on that yeah. it's nice to have scenes where it's like they're just talking. Yeah. And it's just, you know. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's with a, 
it's like we're saying about the well, a film that we've just uh, watched today, a film called Greenberg mm. with Ben Stiller that we thought was horseshit. Toss. Toss, absolute toss. Because it's like a, a character film, but you didn't like the... It's not a plot film, it's a character film, which is fine, but then the char- the main character is entirely unlikable and yeah. you want him to fail. And the main two characters. Main two characters, yeah. I mean, she wasn't particularly endearing either. No, no. I mean, she he was... was just awful. Yeah. Why you would lead a film with that kind of character, I don't know. No. Uh, w- would, without him developing, which yeah. he doesn't really. No. I mean, no. there's a, a suggestion no. that he has, but you kind of still think he's a dick. Yeah. And then her being this kind of loopy, like, mm. useless, like... Um, punch board for him yeah you know and you just mm. think I don't like either of you you're yeah. both making stupid decisions and you're both not nice so whatever end up together don't whatever <laughs> and that's never the, <laughs> that's never the vibe you want from audiences halfway through a film just, just whatever I don't care I don't just care. whatever yeah I didn't really care no. they could have killed off one of those characters and I wouldn't have cared no it wouldn't have and I feel like that's a sign that yeah, this isn't going. This yeah. isn't going as well as he hoped it would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the point of bringing that up is saying that this, I think, maybe unusually for a superhero film, um, but maybe it shouldn't be so unusual. Is that this wasn't a plot film? Hmm. This was a character film. Yeah. And I think maybe more comic booky superhero films could maybe benefit from that yeah. and not trying to cram too much into the plot yeah. like making it as intricate as like oh and then this but then they yeah. have to go to this but then that backfires and then this yeah. and then it's, he's a double cross and so because yeah. then that's like yeah it kind of feels very um, you know kind of packed in and like say nothing's left room to breathe and then invariably that ends up sometimes having films that are kind of you know, two to two and a half hours long. Yeah. And you just think, oh, this, this didn't need to be this long. Yeah. Because there's kind of this unnecessarily convoluted plot. But yeah. something like this, because it is more a, yeah, it's more a character story. It's just, a, mm. you know, you just want to, you know, the point of the film is just to watch Deadpool be stupid and crazy and weird and, yeah. you know, tell jokes and be a dickhead and then kill people. Well, yeah, and also have, like, kind of cool scenes, like, yeah. you know, the main one that was in the trailer. Mm. Um you know, really kind of indulge in that, mm. you know? Like, I mean, like you say, the other films, like Avengers-type films, mm. they, they do do that. They do indulge in their kind of big Set scenes, pieces. yeah. But they also indulge in everything else. <laughs> so then you're there for, like, three hours. Um, whereas this film was just very much like, right, okay, so he's a dickhead, he's quite funny to listen to, you mm. know, he has good, like, kind of interactions with people. And, you know, therefore, his cockiness and mm. all of that really creates quite a fun fight scene yeah. to watch. And it was fun. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so kind of indulging in that, in the right things, mm. and being very clear about what you are as a film, yeah. I think makes it very good. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, we're going to have this film, we're going to have this funny moment where he stops, you know, in the scene, the car scene where it's upside down and yeah. he talks to the camera and yeah. there's a, you know there's a lot of fun in mm. that um, and all the way through that scene him talking to you, yeah. you know, to the audience kind of talking and like now I'm going to do this and yeah. let's count down and all of that kind of stuff is, is fun and I think yeah the simple plot gave the room 
uh, the film room to both develop a character mm-hmm. um, and to have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I said a similar thing um, in my Instagram review of uh, The Big Short that that was a film that seemed like the director having fun. Yeah. Like trying lots of different things. Like, why don't we have this? Yeah. Why not try this? Why not have a scene where this happens? Yeah. And let's do this. Because it's like, well, yeah, let's not just do the kind of, you know, the standard thing. Let's try something a bit different. Yeah. Um, And I think this, yeah, had that in Mm. space. Right from the beginning with the the cool kind of frozen shot and it kind of goes around the car as it's, you know, kind of spinning through the air and all the credits are coming up, but it's not actually people's names. It's just... Oh, yeah, silly, like, like, arsehole. Yeah, arsehole. Overpaid arsehole. Overpaid actor and comic relief and... Gratuitous cameo and something about British villain. British villain, yeah. And then the writers who are the heroes of the piece. Yeah. Yeah. So even something like that, it's like, yeah, just do that. Why not? That's fine. That's good. Um, And yeah, with a film like this, when you have that kind of freedom, it's it was nice when when they kind of took advantage of that. For me, I think they maybe could have even taken it a bit further. I think they could have had more instances of breaking the fourth wall, more instances of making fun of the film as a film. Yeah. Like, because that, yeah, the the saying that they didn't have enough money for any other X-Men, that was one of my favourite bits of the film. I thought yeah. it was amazing. It really cracked me up. Yeah. And I think, let's have more stuff like that. Let's have more, you know, yeah. poking fun at the trope in the, in the way that um, Deadpool in the comics will kind of make reference to the tropes of comic books stuff right, yeah. like they'll somebody will mention something and you'll be like what when did that oh yeah that happened back in issue three people are like what and he's like oh forget it like stuff like to, yeah. to so you know make more of the fact that he was in a film yeah um, yeah i, I think suppose, they maybe yeah. could have done more than that but um yeah it's yeah very very entertaining very very fun um and very yeah kind of very very sweary and mm, yeah yeah kind of indulged in that which mm. i'm not usually a big fan of no um because I kind of think swearing has its place, um, but it should be used for the right Sparing impact. Sparing, yeah. You know, like, I do, it's not that I don't like swearing. It's that, you know, in the kind of um, Reservoir Dogs way, I don't like that. Because yeah. it's just like, it's not... Every the, other word. It's not a replacement for um. No. Like, or uh, the description of everything. <laughs> like, it was a fucking burger. Like, you know, like... <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what was the of our dogs for you? I, I just, I get, not the giving it. The fuck was that? It was a fucking <laughs> burger. No, right? I'm not giving it. I'm not saying from that film. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, if that had been said in that film, that wouldn't have really been out of place. Yeah. Anyway, the point being, I think swearing is, you know, good. It has its place. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you shouldn't just use it for the sake of it. Yeah. Um... And, and and to be honest, this feels like a character where he would swear a lot. Yeah. And because it's, it's, it's that kind of, because it's a very kind of pure art character, a very, like, it's one of those, one of those characters that's fun because it's, it's a character that I think kids of about 12 or 13 would yeah. find the most fun. Yeah. But then they're not, you know, allowed to see the film. They're not invited. Um, but yeah, it's that kind of infantile, like calling um, Colossus a cock. 
cock gobbler and you know yeah, all of those silly, kind of fuck kind of, nuggets and all yeah. of those kind of stuff creative uses of swearing um yeah very very fun um yeah i kind of feel like we've we've come to the end of it there yeah i think so well the thing is like yeah it was quite a simple film so mm. you know there's not much to dissect talk about. like yeah but it doesn't mean that it wasn't enjoyable no because i think it was Right. Um, I feel like yeah I feel like he was very good I feel like um, uh, the Marina Baccarin was very good yeah. was her name Vanessa yeah seems about right um, I thought his friend TJ Miller was good yeah was Weasel the comic relief yeah comic relief very good I thought the the villain guy yeah I mean I didn't really I kind of feel like he was one of those characters that in a realistic setting, would have been two characters, but what do you mean? for 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 kind of brevity's sake, they they cram them together because he's like the muscle. Yeah. Even though he's not the muscle, because the the woman was the muscle. Yeah. But he's like he can handle himself in a fight, and yet he was like he was the lead scientist or something. Yeah, in he's like that, the head of the program. Yeah. Or whatever it was. And it's yeah. like that doesn't really match up. Yeah. Logically, that well, should have been two people. They kind of had that people, other but... kind of like recruitment guy, didn't they? Yeah. As that type of like, yeah. that kind of role, but yeah. So it's yeah, it's yeah. I kind of feel like the first draft of the script probably would have had a separate guy as the scientist, and then mm. the, you know, but then. But then hasn't he undergone the stuff anyway? The the treatment, right? Which is why he's strong. He's not like he's not like he's yeah. going to the gym or anything. I guess. Yeah, it just seemed a little bit weird to me. Hmm. That he, yeah, he, yeah. In, in the, I think in a similar way that like um, Bane from Dark Knight Rises seemed a little bit weird, like that he's a bruiser. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't like the idea. I guess that I have a block in my head of I don't like a character being both a good fighter and very clever. I don't well, like that. That's very that's close-minded. A, of that's you. A very close-minded. Absolutely, I should be more open-minded, like you, of course. If only. If only, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Something... I know what you mean. I I think another character would have been superfluous. It would have been like, oh, and now there's another character is, who's yeah. doing this other thing. Probably why. Um, so I think you're wrong. In short. <coughs> cool. Um, I thought his bodyguard chick was lady. Yeah. Was... Fairly undeveloped. Yeah. Underdeveloped. There was, yeah. um, like I couldn't really tell you anything about her, no. other than that she was strong. Yeah, and that her boob fell fell out at one point. Her boob did fall out, but you didn't see it. No, which I thought was weird because it's like it was an R-rated film. Like, give me some boobs. Show me a boob or two. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, no. I guess I, it's I probably thought it was quite she... funny the way they did it, but yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, like the most interesting kind of character thing that she had. Was that she liked to have a matchsticks in her mouth, but yeah, then that's and then obviously they didn't just really because. Say anything about that? Well, that was just so, so he, he could, could escape. Yeah. So it's like purely. But I thought it was that. like gonna be explained. Yeah. As like, oh yeah, she does this. Because well, like she has like fire powers. She's yeah. like pyro, so she has fire powers, but she can't create fire. So she needs to do that, and then once she's got the flame, then she can use the flame or something. There you go. I mean, something like that. I don't know. I, mean, like I, rough I, I haven't really thought about it. I haven't really thought about it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Um, I thought the girl was very good, the little girl. Yeah. I thought she was, I mean, it was a very simple role of yeah. just be a teenage shit. Be a sulky yeah. teenager and then say, oh, you're all right in the end. Yeah. 
I don't think it's that easy to win over teenagers like that, is it? Or is it? I don't know, any. No. Long may it continue, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even want to find out. Um, uh, whoever did the voice of Colossus, I don't know who that was. It didn't seem like anyone famous, but whoever that person was did a decent job. Yeah. She was very kind of, you know, steadfast and did what he needed to. The old black lady played Blind Owl, um, the, the kind of screwed up version of Aunt May. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty... Yeah, I don't really get that character though, really, no. to be honest. I thought that was a little bit of a weird. That, that seemed like it was just a, a, a not, because she, yeah, she's in the comics. She's kind of deliberately, I think, designed as like the most fucked up version of Aunt May. Right. Like she's very kind of, she's very sweary and like straight talking and right. um, whatnot. So just the anti Aunt May. But yeah. yeah, she didn't really serve much of a purpose in the plot. No, not really. Just a, an excuse for. Deadpool to be inappropriate which yeah I suppose is you know, yeah reason enough reason enough sure why not um, and then that was pretty much everyone who was in the film mm, yeah yeah a little bit disappointed with the after credit scene I mean I get it it's a nice gag but I'm, I don't know I want to talk about more yeah you've gotten I've, I've been that, I've been yeah. spoiled by Marvel I've yeah. been spoiled by Marvel that's the problem that's the problem yeah um, but yeah Nice that they'll hopefully have Cable in the next one. I, again, I didn't read any of the Deadpool and Cable. It was like they were kind of a buddy team oh. because Cable's very kind of straightforward, like, you know, serious guy. And then Deadpool was the wacky, zany kind of sidekick kind of person. Right. So that could be quite interesting for the next one. But yeah, I've never read any comics. No. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted something a bit more. And like with, the, with them just kind of fading back at the end and whatnot, I don't know. You could have just had a little bit more yeah. of a, one little extra little punchline at the yeah. end of some kind of random action thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just expecting too much. Because it was very good. It was yeah. really, really fun. Yeah. Really entertaining. Yeah. Um, how many stars would you give it out of five? Um, I think I'd give it four. Four. I would agree with you. I'd agree with you. Wow. Be a five, yeah, be a four and a half. I don't, I don't know. I'd be torn between a four and a five. So I kind of feel like because I like the, I like the idea of the, the the five point rating system for films. Yeah. I think ten point in many instances is more than you need. Yeah. You know, so it's like one really didn't like it. Two, eh, it was alright. It wasn't particularly good. Three, watchable. Yep, yeah, fine. Four, yeah, I really liked it. Five, oh my god, it was the fucking best. Um, so what is it? So th- is I mean, it this loved it or in liked that it? in that instance would be this would be a five on five. Yeah. But then I kind of almost feel like I need to create a separate scale for comic book films because I will judge love, them harshly. Because they'll be five. Exactly. Because they they'll all end up being five. If I'm judging them against other films, films that don't involve superpowers, then it's like, well, there's five out of five every time. I mean, Jesus Christ. Not every time, but a lot of the times. Um, yeah, so I feel like I should create a separate superhero scale or comic book scale <laughs> for them. I don't know. Well, no, you've boxed yourself into this this five point system, so you need to, you know, have a level playing field. Is it a five or is it a four? It's five. There you go. That's your answer. You said four before, so you have changed it. <laughs> I'd like to point out. <laughs> May the jury please note that... Uh... Yeah, I stick with four because yeah. I think I liked it. Well, I liked it a lot, but not yeah. quite loved it Yeah. for me. Yeah, it's liked, liked it a lot and then loved it. That's the yeah. three, four and five yeah. thing system. Well, no, because 
Oh, okay, fine. Is three liked it? Then? Three is on. Yeah, yeah, liked it's good. It a lot yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, so I stick with four anyway. Nice, good. Awesome. Um, we're going to do a gold, silver, bronze. Um, of moments. Of, yeah, so top. Thanks for ruining it. Um, so oh, your favourite um, moment in Deadpool. And I'm going to give you the time that it takes for me to do the jingle um, to make your decision. Okay? So we'll come back after the jingle. So that was uh, just a couple of seconds there, but it was actually a few minutes. We we took a bit of time there, didn't we? Um, yes. And that was the, was that the first time you'd heard the gold, silver, bronze theme tune? Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, interesting. <laughs> Different. Sure. Very you. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is the gold, silver, bronze, um, basically a top three, as the theme tune very cleverly states. Um, it's essentially just a top three. Um, for is top... This... Sorry, yeah? I was going to say, is this reverse order, or...? Yes, okay. yes. It's called gold, silver, bronze, but reality, I would like it as bronze, silver, gold. Um, of top moments, or scenes, I don't know how you've done it, um, from the 2016 movie Deadpool, starring Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Bronze, Tiffany B. What have you Goodness, got? Yes, I realise now that I've forgotten my bronze. Um, Lord. But it definitely is, um, you know. <laughs> oh, so maybe I tell you what my bronze one is. Yeah, that's Should we a good do idea. that? Maybe yeah. give you a bit of time. Go on, then. Um, my bronze moment was one that maybe I've stolen from you, but I haven't stolen from you. But we did reference it earlier on as being a good thing. Was um, yeah, the second time they were in the oh, taxi you did cab steal that from me. Yeah, with uh, the Indian chap where he's taught where he's kidnapped yeah. um, his love rival, and he's in the boot slash trunk. Yeah. Uh, of the car and Deadpool's telling him, no, you shouldn't do that. That's really good. You should uh, let him go, kill him, and then win the girl over by honest means, kidnap her. Yeah. And that made me giggle. It made me giggle quite a lot, Tiffany. Oh, did you. it? Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, oh, that's good. Well, that's my silver. All right, okay. Um, so I liked it more than you'd like to. Sure. So, sure. So Fair then. enough. We'll go for it. Well, what's your bronze then? I have um, remembered it now. Oh. Definitely remembered it. Defo. It, no, yeah, I do remember it. It was the, um, one of the like torture scenes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where, the, you know, they're doing the air pressure thing. Uh-huh. Uh, he's in that like box thing. Yeah. Um, I just like the bit at the end where he's, the guy keeps asking him, say my name, you know, what's my name? Oh, yeah. Say, Not say my name. <laughs> That's a different kind of film. <laughs> um, where he's saying, what's my name? Yeah. And that he's just really still cocky. Because you really, you know, you just think it would be really easy not to be cocky now. Yeah. And it's like, you do think, why are you pissing him off? Yeah. Like, he's in a very strong position here. Yeah. Um, but I really like that he doesn't, he just carries on. 
I yeah. like that. Um, and I guess more specifically, mm-hmm. the um, part where uh, he headbutts the girl to get the match thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I kind of think that's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, like real kind of fighting spirit and yeah. still very, very cocky. Yeah. Um, so I think it's pretty, I think that was quite good. And then Neil Holly obviously gets out. And so I just yeah. like that kind of scene because it really, for me, that really <clears throat> brings out the character because you're like, mm. he's just relentlessly yeah. cocky. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you do to him, yeah. he's still going to be yeah. that cocky guy. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, d- right to the end. Yeah. You can just talk to, like, when he's talking to the other guy who's in there, I can't remember what he was called. Oh, but, like, the his, other, like, patient. Yeah, his other patient. Oh, pa- yeah. And, yeah, the, they're whatever. kind of, he's still kind of, yeah. Yeah. Giving it a lot of whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, and he calls him Francis for the first time. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. So then your silver one is... is yeah, the cab. I just think it was a nice dynamic with that guy. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like an unlikely friendship thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just kind of funny that mm. he's followed through and he's got the guy in his boot. Yeah. It's a funny. It's like Deadpool's kind of inspired him to. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. Do that. Um, yeah, and there's just a few funny like interactions with them. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's quite a nice little bit in the film that's really not anything to do with the plot but yeah. it, again it's just a nice fun bit yeah that I think yeah it was nice and then yeah, as a result the bit where he's like he's l- l- left his bag oh uh, yeah left his bag in, yeah, the, in, the, in thing. the thing yeah which um, we just found out in the in the break we um had a little look at the IMDB trivia and that was in part because of budgetary budget cuts. Things, yeah. So they couldn't afford to have a massive firefight at the end, so they just wrote it into the script that he forgot his guns. Yeah. Which it is a kind of thing. fits, I think. Like, yeah. It's kind of funny, and then it's quite funny seeing him like pacing back and forth on the phone. Like, yeah. You know, they have the whole... Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's quite funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I'm, I'm actually going to change my bronze then. Um, oh. As your bronze is that bronze, because um, in the course of you talking, um, I thought of another moment that I really liked. Uh-huh. Um, that it's a. I always love it when there's a, a setup and a payoff in a film. Yeah. And especially if they're a, a few minutes apart and it's you've kind of forgotten about the setup, um, because the setup just seemed like it didn't seem like it was necessarily setting up for anything. It just seemed like a little part of the film, and then that comes back later. I love that. I think that's really not enough films do that. Edgar Wright films do that a lot, which I think is one of my favourite things about them they will set something up and then later on you're like oh shit yeah that's like it's a Harry Hill stand up performance it's amazing um, and the bit just as they're getting towards the end of the uh, what well, kind of just approaching the um, the big firefight at the end yeah um, and uh, yeah uh, what's his name still kind of um, taunting him and still like yeah what's my name yeah. And Deadpool's like, I'm going to fucking spell his name out for him, the piece uh, of shit. Yeah. And you think that that's just like a kind of, you know, he's just annoyed at them. But then when he looks over the helicopter and all the people that are dead and he's yeah. put them into Francis on the floor, I yeah, thought that was, that was very, very funny. That yeah. really made me laugh. Yeah. That was very nice. So that's your bronze now? That's my bronze, yeah. God, you just can't keep your opinions, can you? I'm flip flopping. Yeah. Well, so what's silver then? Silver for me is the. Um, is the moment that I mentioned before about um, uh, when he goes to the X mansion 
Um, and he says that, that you know the Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are the reason that um, Francis was able to escape, and so they had to come and you know help mm. him out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's weird that yeah, it's weird that you two are the only two people that seem to be here. It's almost as if the studio couldn't afford any more characters, which I did laugh at. It doesn't make sense because they, you know, Fox own all of the characters oh, um, and the rights to them. But still, in that moment, it was a great, yeah, it's that great kind of, like I was saying, that I would have liked a little bit more of in terms of the kind of meta fourth yeah. wall breaking, making reference to this being a film kind of thing. Um yeah, that I really liked. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that probably that was the bit that made me laugh the most. Okay. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. And then yeah. what's your what's your gold? Um, my gold, I guess, is fairly um, expected. Um, is the main kind of fight scene that's like right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, where he's like, he's just gonna count down the bullets. That was lovely, wasn't it? And yeah. each bullet had the number on it. Yeah. That was a real. I thought that yeah, was really cool. Really and inventive. yeah, and then it ha- obviously has that bit that's in the trailer where he's, you know, they pause it. Yeah. Um, when the car's upside down and he's poking out of the car, kind mm. of thing. Um, and then I, although I said to you, mm-hmm. I wish that they had said something different. Yes. There, because mm. they had that in the trailer. I think it would have been really good if they'd said something different, yeah. you know, had him say different words in that moment, that mm. pause, that, you know, because he's got a mask on, I think they would have had, they would just have had, just... yeah, they would have been able to do that, I think. Mm. Um, so that would have been my only criticism because you already see it. Yeah. So you're like, it spoils one yeah. of the better. And if it's, yeah, if like, because as, as it's flipping over and as it pauses, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this is yeah. the bit that I've seen in all the TV adverts and stuff. Yeah. And if, yeah, if that line had been something different, yeah, there could have been any number of fun. things. They yeah. could have improvised some, yeah. you know, silly things. Yeah. So I think that that scene, I thought it was just very cool. Yeah. yeah I think, I mean, it was much cooler than the last scene, the last fight scene. I yeah. Think. Because in the end, that Francis guy, Ajax or whatever mm. it was, he just gets like pushed off the side of the building Goes by like, like a, a yeah like by like one of the things whatever they are on the roof. Mm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that scene I yeah. thought was very cool. And it's always nice. I always love it in films where a character is really good to the point that they judge things very well in terms of timings. Yeah. So when he sees the car coming down and he just falls off and yeah. he can time it perfectly that he just goes straight yeah. through the sunroof. There's just something really unrealistic but wonderful yeah. about that. That's not necessarily even a superpower. That's no. just someone being very good at something. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's always very, very cool. Yeah. And then straight in, he's beating everyone up. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, puts the, the cigarette lighter in the guy's mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awful. That would have been very hot. Um, um, so your gold? My gold um, is uh, when he gets when he cuts his own hand. Oh, off. I knew you were gonna say this. <laughs> and then it's later on, and I because I thought they have to make some kind of they have to show in some way his hand growing back, um, and I thought it would be in a kind of you know to the a bit to camera of like oh, doesn't this look really weird and freaky? This is how my hand grows back. But he just did it as him like stroking Blindhouse face with a little baby hand. And it was so creepy and oh, weird and horrible. funny. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really, really weird. That's your gross. gold moment. That's my favourite moment. Really? Because it's such a 
stupid thing. It's such That's a crazy. and it's the kind of thing that you you wouldn't get in any other film. No, true. In a to have a, a character that can comfortably cut his own hand off and then his hand just grow back. Yeah. Very few characters that exist like that. Um, if only there were more. If only there were more. I mean, it's a very under <laughs> underutilized subgenre of characters. Um, yeah, I, it, I just liked it. I thought it was really good. Well, there you go. That's your gold. Und du, my You are welcome to choose it. Thank you. Although you've made the wrong choice, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's your gold? What's your gold? We've just done it. What was your gold? <laughs> the main scene, the first <laughs> scene. <laughs> so that's everyone's gold. So good that you were really <laughs> listening to me. Jesus. Oh yeah, I remember. Anyway. So that's our gold, silver, bronze of Deadpool <laughs> moments. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know or don't. I don't know. Do what you want. Uh, gold, silver, bronze. Gold, silver, bronze. It's essentially a top three, yeah. So Tiffany B's getting very impatient now. She wants to, I don't know, do something that isn't this with the rest of her life. So um, that's going to about wrap it up. Um, uh, for this uh, podcast thank you so much for joining me you're welcome always a bloody pleasure um, what have we got coming up next what's the next one I think the next one might be well we're going to see The Martian aren't we oh yeah we've got, we've got Mad Max two Oscar Oscar nominated films in two days well in a, in a probably in about 12 days. hours I would have thought yeah maybe yeah maybe not I don't no. know in a day. It doesn't really matter. In 24 hours, certainly. Really um, coming up next week. So, yeah, really we might matter. do one about that. Shut up. <laughs> we can do a, yeah, some kind of Oscar-y, looking forward one, because we've watched a fair amount of them. Now. Yeah, we or have. We so, yeah. So we could do something with that. I don't know. Um, failing that, I like get my little spreadsheet out. Oh. Um, March, yeah, Batman versus Superman. That's going to be the next big um, spoiler. Is that in March? Comic booky one, yeah. End of oh. March, I think, like 25th, I think. Oh, okay. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so until then, um, I'll probably do one in, in between that, but that will be the next one that you will um, be um, contractually obliged to do. Although okay. if you want to jump in with then. any more, of course... Well, we'll always, see. you're always welcome in the hot seat. Um, but yeah, thank you for for um, going to see the film and, and talking about it and uh, engaging my idiocy once more. You're welcome. Um, thank you, dear listener, for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, hope you had a lot of fun. Just a, just a tremendous amount of fun. Um, and uh, I'll be talking at you again real soon. This is Daniel Zorn signing out.